All right, so let's pray um, and then get rolling. Father, we, we ask um, this morning that you would point us in a direction that draws us closer to you, to a relationship with you, where, God, we know we are seen and heard, but also, God, that you speak to us. Um, we know, God, that you want to guide and direct us. So I pray this morning that the words of this message um, yeah, Holy Spirit, you would move through this message, and if there's stuff that you want to stick for folks, that it would stick, and if there's stuff that's not relevant, that it would simply fall off, because God, I don't want my words to be what are remembered. We want you to be moving. We want you to be active this morning. So, Holy Spirit, um, would you come? In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. All right, well... Um, we are in this series on the book of Luke, um, and what we're going to do, we talked about last week, is we're going to work our way through the stories of the book of Luke, and we probably, you know, I was mapping it out, um, and I think we got to like chapter 9 or 10, and, and I'm looking at August, so like we're, you know, we're stretching this, it's, it's going to be really fun, and so... Um, already, though, in week two of the series, we're kind of going to take a little bit of a detour because we're going to look at the bigger picture of this, um, of this uh, theme, something that I noticed um, cropped up as I was reading this story through the book of Luke. And, and the, way, um, the way I want to kind of relate it to us is, you know, sometimes we really need direction, right? Sometimes we really... Um, need to see what God's up to, where God's going, what's happening. And it is so difficult oftentimes to really know which direction to go. I mean, there's so many complicated areas of our life that are so varied and wide. There's no way that any of us could be an expert at everything we need to know. Casey, you've just gotten really good at contractor, even though you're a chiropractor and you're putting in a building and all the fun codes you're learning, right? Yeah, nobody can, uh, Casey's a really smart guy. He's smart, he's fashionable, he's a good dad, he's a good husband. He did not know I was going to do this, so I'm going to get punched later. But um, <laughs> there's just no way to know all the things that we need to know or think we should know uh, in order to pull off life. And so sometimes I think, you know, with just all the confusing options, all the confusing things that I'm like, what are we supposed to do? What am I supposed to focus on? What's the answer for this or this or this? Wouldn't it be nice, wouldn't it be nice if an angel would show up with a message, right? Doug, here are God's instructions for your life. Here's what to do with your finances. Here's what to do about your job. Here's where to go on vacation this year. Here's what to do about your vehicles, blah, 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 right? Wouldn't that be nice? Anyone else, right? I mean, and this is how we got to the theme of today. Um, if you look at Luke chapter 1, this book that we're in, um, look at Luke chapter 1, and I'll just summarize the story. The first story told in the book of Luke is about a, a common elderly priest. He's one of 18,000 priests in that class of priest. His name's Zechariah. And short story, he gets visited by an angel of the Lord. And so Zechariah is terrified and so when that happens, right, the angel says what angels almost always have to say when they appear to a human being. What do they say? Don't yeah, don't be afraid, right? Like, I'm, I'm, don't worry, man, relax. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> and so this angel shows up, does that, and delivers big news, a message from God. It says, hey, old man, Zach, 
you and your old lady wife, Elizabeth, are going to get pregnant. I know you're too old for it, but you're going to get pregnant. You're going to have a baby. You're going to name him. Anyone know? John. John. Um, yes, the Baptist was not his last name. That's later. But yeah. Um, and so that's the first story we read in the book of Luke. And if you, if you watch for this theme, it's kind of curious because the next story, just a few verses later, another angel shows up to visit. And who was the next visit? Who did the, visit, who did the angel visit next? Mary, right? Mary. This is part of the Christmas story, right? And says, hey, Mary, here's a message from God. I'm here to deliver it. I'm an angel. Mary, you're going to give birth to a son. Uh, call him Jesus. It's a really big deal. He's a really big deal. Things are about to change. And it takes an angel to deliver this news. Um, and by the way, like an angel visitation, God speaking this way, was a huge deal. Not just the birth of you know, who would become John the Baptist and Jesus, but, but it was a huge deal because at this point in Israel's history, it had been 400 years since God had spoken through the prophets. 400 years of silence. And how does God break his silence and speak? Through angels, as messengers. And by the way, um, uh, who, who else gets an angel that shows up in the story before, you know, Jesus is born? Who else? Yeah, Joseph. I mean, it's like, holy cow, we've got like these three instances. Like, and if you were someone that just started reading the New Testament, you might well get the impression that, hey, well, that must now be how God's going to speak when God speaks. He's, now he's just, he wants to send a message. He's going to send an angel because he did it quite a bit right there. Um, and again, wouldn't that be nice? When you need guidance, when you need direction, when we have to make a decision, when there's so many options that we can't possibly be a specialist at, all these options are there. We're not sure what to do when there's major life decisions in front of us and which way do we go, what do I do, who to marry, where to go to school, what job to take, where to spend our finances, important decisions like what small group you're going to join next week, um, only small chuckles. It is big. Yeah, it was a good slide in. Thank you, Mel. Yep. But wouldn't it be nice in the face of life's really big decisions, really big decisions, like those kinds of decisions, if God sent an angel with a message to us to make it perfectly clear? And again, if we were just reading the beginning of the story, we go, well, that must be how God does it. But it's important to know the whole counsel, the whole of Scripture. Um, and find wisdom also from people who've walked with God, because is that the only way God speaks, or is that even the primary way God speaks? Um, and when we look at the rest of Scripture, we find that, well, actually, no. The Bible has a lot to say about how God speaks to us. And does God speak to us through angels? Well, yeah, um, rarely, rarely. Um, anyone here, and maybe you wouldn't even want to raise your hand, I'm guessing that maybe no one here has had an angelic visitation that has come to speak to you other than me because my wife is an angel <laughs> i got thumbs up on that time okay i'm not going to kick myself this with the follow-up joke from first service that got me back in trouble um yes god doesn't primarily can god can but doesn't necessarily primarily speak to us through angels and again we're in week two of our luke series but this question raised for me just by seeing these three instances of angelic messengers, I wanted to spend some time, at, originally I thought we'll just spend time on it today, and then I got writing the message, and I went, okay, it's going to be next week too, uh, maybe even a week past that, but the, the question that comes up for me is this, how does God speak to us today? 
how does God speak to us today? Because, hey, we do. We need guidance. We need answers. And as John Eldridge reminds us, uh, here's what we have, friends. We have a kind, strong, and engaged heavenly father. A father wise enough to guide you in the way. Generous enough to provide for your journey. And offering to walk with you every step of the way. So we have someone. We have an resource. We have access to this kind of wisdom and generosity, this guide. Because our God desires deeply to guide us, to show us the way. He has every resource that we need, and he longs to be in a relationship with us. He wants us in relationship with him because he's a wise, he's an engaged father. And I want to talk more about this kind of relationship piece of our hearing from God. Um, But I just want to mention it here for this reason. I don't want us to get into this and think, um, well, yeah, we primarily just need answers and guidance from God. Because we do, but that's not the main thing. Let's clarify right away. The main thing is not hearing God's voice so that we get answers and guidance and know what to do. That's a secondary thing. The main thing for us, the goal is more than getting answers. um, It's for us to be in relationship with God. It's all about our relationship with God. That's God's goal. Connection with us. And those of us who have tasted that kind of relationship with God, that's our goal too. We know that we want that more than we even want guidance, even when the guidance is really important. What we want is God. We want God. And the good news is... um, Life is complex, and we do want relationship with God, but the good news is he does also give us guidance. God does give us guidance. He cares for us. He wants to guide us and walk with us every step of the way, which doesn't mean there's an answer for every situation, every question, but it does mean that God is in relationship and he will walk with us every step of the way. In fact, um, I'm guessing pretty sure actually that there's probably some of us here um, that hear me talk about God giving us guidance, right? Speaking to us, um, that we might hear God speak when we get quiet and, and listen. That idea for some of us might be a little foreign, and, and that's okay. That's okay. In fact, that's why we're going to look into this next couple weeks or few weeks, um, because I want to offer something I think will be really practical I hope it will be very helpful for all of us, whether you've been a Christian your whole life and you've walked with God and maybe you hear from God really well in so many different ways, or maybe you're a newer believer and you're just not sure quite how that works, or maybe, maybe you're not even, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, you haven't necessarily made that decision. Do I want to follow Jesus or not? No matter where you're at, I hope, um, no matter where you are in your journey, that this next couple weeks will be really helpful and practical for each of us in our walk with God. And you may wanna even jot down some, some notes um, as we go through this. And what I plan to talk about are three different categories. We're gonna talk about a few, just a few of the ways that we can learn to hear God speak. But before we even go there, and that's part of why I knew this was gonna take an extra week, I stopped and thought, you know, before we go about how God speaks, um, I think we have to touch on the question, does God even still speak to people today? Does God still speak? Because there's a wide variety of opinions in different churches and among different Christians about if that's the case or not. I mean, most of us, at least that are 
followers of Jesus or Christians, we would acknowledge, we look at the Bible, we see in the Bible, God interacts with people in the Bible. He speaks to people in the Bible, he leads people, he saves them, he guides them, he teaches them. We see the Bible, we see God interacting with them back then in all of those ways. But then I wonder, okay, God did that back then, but what about us today? Like if they could hear God's voice back then, okay, how about for us? Is hearing God's voice, hearing God speak, is that something that's available as a normal part of the life of every follower of Christ? Is it available to everybody or, or is it just that luxury, only the people back in Bible times got to hear God speak? Or, or if it is for today, some people would go, okay, it's for today, but it's just reserved for the super spiritual folks. They're the only ones that might maybe sort of hear God's voice. Um, I think it's a category that represents maybe even where some of us are at, just because that's what we've assumed. Um, now, in fact, there are people who would teach that you don't really need to hear from God in any other ways because they would say, well, everything that you need to know, everything you need to know is right there in the word of God, in the Bible. Um, and I go, okay, that's it, right? Um, and I have friends and I love them. And if someone said to me, which it's been said to me by friends before, um, that everything we need to know is in the word of God, you don't need anything else to hear from God, I would ask those people and hopefully I'd be humble and kind and respectful. I would ask them, okay, well then, would you say that the Bible's just a book of exceptions? Like all the stories in the Bible, are those just exceptions, things that are reserved for the elite chosen ones? Or do the stories we read in the Bible, do they show us what a life of walking with God is actually supposed to look like? I mean, could it be? Maybe, just maybe, that all these stories in Scripture they're not exceptions. In fact, I'll just tip my hand and say, friends, I believe that the stories in Scripture are, in, in fact, examples of what a life with God is intended to look like. We see those stories so it encourages us to cultivate a life like that, where we walk with God and hear from God just like they did. In fact, and I'll get into this more um, next week, um, people that would say... And again, you'll hear this from time to time. People that would say that, that God only speaks through Scripture nowadays, they would actually be contradicting what Scripture itself teaches. Did you catch that? People that would say that God only speaks through Scripture now, they'd actually be contradicting what Scripture itself teaches. And we'll get into that next week, but I'm starting with the assumption that God does still speak to us, that he didn't stop with the prophets or the writers of the New Testament. Um, and he doesn't just speak through angels. God still speaks to ordinary people like you and like me. See, God wants a loving relationship that's active. And I believe he still speaks to us. And again, just to be honest, not every theologian, not every Christian would agree with me. Um, some of them would say that God is now silent and we have the Bible, and that's really all we need for our, quote, relationship with God. But think about relationships for just a moment, what relationships look like. We have this relationship with God, but think about how relationships look. And, and imagine the scenario of a, of a father and a child, that kind of relationship. And this child is born, 
And the father writes this letter to tell them that they are loved. And all these other good things to know. And then that newborn child, the father, hands them a book and says, there you go, we'll see you in 80 years or so, good luck. (laughs) Never speaks to them again. Seriously, though, what kind of relationship is that? Wouldn't call that a relationship. Wouldn't even be sure about a father like that. Um, And our father's not like that. He wants relationship. Wants relationship. Or just turn that illustration on the relationship a little bit to you've got a a bride and a groom. They get married. And it would have to be the husband because husbands, you know, we have this issue, right? Would do something dumb like this. But, but, But just imagine that the husband, the groom says, honey, I love you. Now go off and read this book, and we won't have any other communication besides what I wrote down in the book. See ya. Um, how many of you ladies would put up with a husband like that? I mean, maybe if your husband's really bad, you're like, oh, it's maybe not a bad alternative, but, but, <laughs> but that's not a relationship. We couldn't say that we have a relationship with God that's ongoing and active if he never talks or communicates to us. And, and as important as scripture is, and by the way, scripture is very important, so important, uh, is the most, is the baseline of importance, right? But um, the stories in the Bible are not exceptions. This is not the book of exceptions. They are examples of what the normal Christian life is like. They describe for us, oh, this is what it's like to walk with God, to hear God's voice. So these characters in the Bible, they walk with God, and so can you. It's available. And now, over the next two or three weeks, I'm just going to look at three of the kind of basic primary ways that God speaks to us, and just three of them, because there is a much longer list we could go into, because God speaks many, many ways, but I just find these to be three of the most kind of basic categories to look at, very common categories. Um, And they'll help us to have the categories when we want to tune in and listen for what God might speak. And three of the primary ways that we can learn to hear from God. Number one, through the word of God. Number two, through the spirit of God. Number three, through the people of God. So we're going to look at the word of God, spirit of God, the people of God. And again, God speaks way more ways than that. But we're going to look at those right there. And and I'm only going to get through the first one today and just kind of preview the second one for next week. So here we go. Let's just look at the first one. Um, God speaks through his word. Um, In fact, the word of God um, might be the most common way that God speaks to many of us today. And by the way, let me say this too, because we don't like to have religious slogans and assume people know. When we say the word of God, it's kind of shorthand for the Bible. Shorthand for the Bible. So that's when we say the word of God. That's what we're referring to. Um, and, and the Bible is uh, the basic and, and probably biggest way God speaks to us today. You know, as we read through the Bible, and I, and I try to read it, I try to read it daily, not out of legalistic duty, but I've learned, because um, I used to just read the Bible out of legalistic duty, um, but I have learned now to read Scripture and love it because I love to hear God's voice. I'm looking for God's voice in the pages of Scripture. Um, And as we get to know the Bible, we get to hear God speak through the pages. Here and there we go, oh, okay, there God's speaking to us about his love for us. 
Well, here God's speaking about his kindness. He's speaking about his mercy, about his grace. Oh, God's showing us how important we are to him, how much he loves us, loves the world. Um, it's amazing. And as we read scripture, we start to recognize the kind of people that God invites us to be. Um, it's not legalistic duty, although people can preach it that way and live it that way and teach it that way. But it's not supposed to be legalistic rules and duty. Um, God's inviting us to be people of grace, of kindness, of generosity. God invites us in the pages of scripture when he says, hey, do this, don't do that. He's inviting us to be people of integrity through the pages of scripture. There, there are clear directions, things that we read in scripture in some areas of the Bible. There are clear directions about some things. Um, and those things that are really clear, like we don't have to ask God's guidance, like, God, what are you speaking about this? Like, it's pretty clear. It's like spelled out for us. And scripture has some of those very spelled out areas. Not everything. And sometimes not the stuff that we think God is spelling out. We need more reading and study to be clear on it. But there's things that are really clear. Um, in the Alpha course, Nikki Gumbel, he points out, hey, listen, there are certain things that you don't need to you know, pray for God to guide you or speak to you on. Um, for example, he says, you don't need to pray about whether to pay your taxes. Like, Lord, shall I pay my taxes this year? Hoping you hear no, right? Because the answer, <laughs> the answer is yes, yes, you pay your taxes, it's in there. We're people of integrity. God's like, hey, yep, no, this and that. And it's not one of those questions that we try to wiggle around and find, you know, God speaking somewhere in scripture to get around something because there are things that are clear in the word of God. And when they're clear, sometimes that's the hardest place to trust God speaking to us that way. Um, but he is, he's speaking that way. And he's showing us the best way to live, even sometimes when it doesn't make sense, we learn to trust him and go, I don't get that part at all, but I'm going to follow you and trust you, God, because you did speak here, and some of it is pretty clear. Now, for some folks, that's where it stops for them, where, where God speaks to them through Scripture. It's all about learning the facts, learning the data, learning the rules, learning the guidelines, and those are important things, but for some folks, that's just where they stop. Some people only see the Bible as um, basic instructions before leaving earth, right? But we can do more with the Bible than just read and study it. That's important. I dedicate my life to that part, the reading and study it, right? But there's more. We are invited to interact with the Bible. And one way to do that is where we read the Bible, we pray over it, we ask questions, and then we listen. We listen to what's being said in Scripture. Now, when I say that God speaks to us through his word, and then he wants to guide us, let me clarify. <clears throat> I'm not advocating, when, the, when, I, when I say God speaks through the word, I'm not advocating what I'll call Bible roulette. Anybody know what Bible roulette is? Right, where you go, all right, God, I need some direction on this, and so I'm just going to randomly open my Bible to two places, and the first place my finger falls, I'm going to, that's you speaking to me, God, that's Bible roulette, right? So, so imagine, I'm playing Bible roulette. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, Judas went out and hanged himself. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, next one. Go and do likewise. Yeah. 
That'll catch up with some of you later, yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I think that operating that way, this is my opinion, Doug's opinion, so. Um, I think that looks a little more like superstition. It can be um, treating the Bible kind of like, um, remember back in the 80s and 90s, the Magic 8-Ball? Anybody remember the Magic 8-Ball? You shake it and it gives you, yeah. That, that can be treating the Bible that way to really treat it that way. And let me just say, I'm not saying that God has never spoken to someone through the Bible that way before. I'm not saying that, and, and I know God has. But I'm just saying, I don't recommend that as your practice, your primary practice. Um, I don't recommend, for instance, either laying out a fleece. And if, I'm sorry to use a story that some of you may not know, but there's a story in the Old Testament that um, where, where Gideon's looking for guidance from God, and he says, all right, God, you spoke this thing to me, but just to be sure it's you, um, I'm going to put some fleece like this wool out here. And in the morning, if the wool is wet and the ground is dry, then I'm going to know it's you, God. And he comes out, and lo and behold, that's the deal. But no, he goes, I'm going I'm to push this a little farther. God, I know you actually came, an angel spoke to me, you spoke to me, but, 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 and you did this thing I asked you to do, but we're going to flip it tomorrow, and now we want the, the fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. Did I say it that way? It's the other way. Whatever it is, it's the other way. <laughs> and lo and behold, it happens, and some people think, oh, yes, we just need to lay a fleece before the Lord. Um, and again, God, I think God accommodated Gideon. Um, I don't think that was an expression of mature trust. And so I think God will accommodate that sort of way of speaking to us. But again, I, again, I, I get nervous about making that our kind of primary way of hearing from God if we want to learn to actually walk with him by asking for kind of, you know, random signs. Again, God loves us and he accommodates us. I'm just saying, okay, now before I get too sidetracked, here we go. Um, again, the whole theme here is for us to learn to hear God through scripture and let's say we want to take it to this next level where we, we, we really want Scripture to speak. And so I think, I find that um, a couple of ways that are really um, helpful, I've found helpful, and some folks that I walk with find helpful, uh, ask God to speak through, start with like the Psalms. Start with the Psalms, or maybe start with passages on our identity in Christ, who God says we are. In fact, what I want to do is, is um, look at a Psalm today. And what we'll do is we're going to look at the passage, and this is going to be a workshop, so get ready to, you know, check back in here. Um, we're going to read a passage, uh, and then we're going to ask God what he's speaking to us through the passage. So we're going to ask him just to speak through this. God, what are you saying to me or to us? What are you, what's your message through this passage? Um, and again, I recommend you pick a passage and you read a little bit, maybe a couple verses or a verse, and then you pause and just, God, what are you speaking? And then I highly recommend writing it down. Highly recommend writing it down. Now, I'll be honest, I don't always journal it like this, um, but I'll tell you what, when I do hear from God and I do journal it out, it really sticks with me better, so I encourage that. So let's actually do this. Uh, Psalm 23 is we're going to actively do this. We're going to try this together, and as we go through this, um, here's the question, what do you hear God saying to you through this passage? So let's read, um, let's read this out loud together, and then we'll pause, give you a little time to listen and see what God might be speaking. So let's read together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Nope, let's, let's go back to it. Yeah. Let's just sit on this. Let's just sit on this. God, what are you speaking to us through just one of these verses? What do you want us to know? I'm going to do it a little different this this service. Leave that up there. Turn to somebody next to you. Just pick one of the verses. Just turn to someone next to you and tell them what you think God might be speaking. And by the way, we don't want everybody to feel pressured into this. So if that really freaks you out, just do this. Fold your hands together if you don't want anybody to ask you. That's okay. It's a safe place and, and they won't bug you. If they try to bug you and you have your hands folded like that, just tell me and we'll, I don't know what we'll do. But yeah, um, safe place. Take a minute. And each of you share, maybe twos, threes, no more than four. I'm just going to give you a minute or two here. So just a phrase, not a long story, just a phrase what God might be speaking. Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. The second person hasn't gotten a chance to share, go ahead and do that. We'll have about 15 more seconds here. Well, some of you are in three, so we'll give you 15 seconds and another 15. Just a phrase, what God might be saying to you through this passage. You guys were very concise, you've got it down. So we're gonna call on you first. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna just random around the room here. I'm gonna start over here. And you can just tell me what the person next to you said if you want, or you can tell me yours too. Let's just get a couple. What, 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 is, oh, yeah, what is God saying this second? We'll start with this section, this side of the room. What, what do you hear God saying through this? I have all I need. Yep. That's the, I think you think he might be hearing from the word on that one, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's right there. Perfect. Who else? Ditto. You too. Ditto. <laughs> nice job, Pastor. I like it. <laughs> I love it. Valerie, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Did you guys hear that? She says, I feel an invitation to come find rest. That's so good. Anybody else over here? All right, you guys can do better than them. All right, what do we got in the middle here? Who else? Yes, Jackie. Yeah, he's our, he's our shepherd, so he's our guide. He's our protector. He takes care of us. We don't have to worry. He's going to give us what we need. I love it. Anybody else here? I see some nodding heads. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Jim on the back. Got You guys hear that? God is faithful. I can hear that in this passage, too. That's really good. Anybody else in the middle? All right, it's up to you guys now. You got it at least two. What do you guys got? Anybody here? Yes, Will. He guides me along the right paths, and he does it for his name, right? It's in his name. Anybody else over here? Cody. Hmm. 
Oh, I love that. He's, he's, he's satisfying my needs, my wants. I don't have to strive for it, right? Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, I'm just going to do this next one, and we'll skip the third one, but let's do one more, one more. This one, <laughs> this is the one that speaks to me often. Let's read this out loud. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now just take a couple minutes. God, what are you speaking? Maybe it's a specific situation for you too that these words are going to minister to. But God, what are you saying to us through this passage? Talk amongst yourselves again here. Give you another minute. You guys are good. You're doing good in your labs. You're not talking? Thank you. All right, this time we're going to reverse field. How about this section over here? Is anybody sensing, hearing? What are, you, what are you encouraged by? What is God speaking through this? Anybody over here? Cody. Say again. You sense promise. God's making promises to us. No matter what happens, no, bad it, no matter bad it gets, how dark it is, no fear. So whatever we need, thank you, Karen, whatever we need, God is preparing that table in front of us. He's going to do it even in front of our enemies. He's going to provide for us what we need. Awesome. Who else? Cody, you head up? Yeah. So instead of reacting, we can trust. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you're alone. Nobody else in here struggles that way besides me. Yeah, That's really good. Thank you for being vulnerable because I think that's very common for us to, to instead of react, to trust. And, and there's a promise here that no matter what we face, we can trust instead of reacting. That's so good. Anybody else over here? Yes, yes.
that's good. So I'm see if I can summarize it um, so they can hear it too. So God always has the last word and the last move. God always has the last word, the last move. We can trust he's at work. I'm getting close. My summarizing isn't wonderful. My wife can tell you that from our marriage uh, classes. <laughs> but I'm working on it. Thank you. How about in the middle here? Anybody else? He, he gives us comfort. Yes, he gives us comfort. What else? Yes. We can be at peace no matter what the circumstance, no how dark or evil it is, we can have peace. That's awesome. How about over here? Anybody else have anything to add? Yes. Hmm. Wow, okay, what stood out to Heidi was that you prepare a table before me, meaning we have a place at the table and you belong. That's good. That's really good. And we'll, we'll, we'll just move ahead, um, Chris, a couple slides here. But, but see, we can look at Scripture this way on our own, and it's just a pretty simple way to do it. This is just one of the ways that God speaks through his word where we do what we just did. Very simple. And sometimes the less you read and just ask questions of the the easier it is to hear him speak because there's less to filter through but this is one of the ways what we just did right there where we trust that god's speaking to us through his word we read the passage we interact with it we we apply the thing that he said in a personal way and so i'm just going to say if you or if we want to learn to better hear from god a great place to start is through um, his word we're reading scripture and then interacting with scripture. And what's so cool about this, by the way, is that, that the, the better you end up knowing scripture, um, the more confident you can be that you're hearing God. Because the things that you guys are talking about, like, oh yeah, those scripture themes are found elsewhere too. You can go, that's definitely what God's speaking because it's backed up. And when you know more scripture, it, it helps you actually increase in confidence. But the great thing is even if you don't know any scripture, this is something that anyone can do. Anyone can do this. And as your connection with scripture grows and deepens, because now you see it as something more than just information and data and, and, and stories that may not always make sense, but as your connection with scripture grows and deepens, you're gonna know more clearly when God is speaking to you, not just in scripture, but when God speaks to you in other ways that we're not gonna get to today. But when God speaks in other ways, you're going to go, oh, that sounds familiar. See, because by, by hearing from God through Scripture, what we get is a taste for what God's voice sounds like. We, we get a taste for what God's voice sounds like, and that helps us to know when he is speaking to us in another way besides Scripture. And I want to say one more thing about that. Um, this is so important, and I'll repeat it again next week because this is where things get a little dicey. Um, but we have to know that however we hear God speak, however, whatever way it is, Scripture is the foundation of hearing from God. Scripture is the foundation. Because with any other way that God might speak, um, including speaking through the Spirit of God in our internal self or speaking through the people of God or any other way God speaks, if what you are hearing or you think you're hearing contradicts scripture, then what? Yeah, it's not God. 
That's how you'll know. Like, here's how you test the spirits. This is how you'll know for sure if it disagrees with, with Scripture. It's not God because we have to go with the Word of God. The Word of God trumps the other ways every time. The Word of God overrules any other way of speaking. If it disagrees with Scripture, that ain't God. Um, so the woman who um, years ago was explaining to myself and another pastor why the extramarital affair she was in, that, that God told her just to stay in this relationship. God told her this. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work that way, does it, right? Because like, scripture is really clear on that. There may be some other things going on, but you can't throw out the God card and say, well, God told me this, when it doesn't line up with what Scripture says. And we'll get more into some of those, how people hear the Spirit of God in their uh, own selves. That's most of what we'll talk about uh, next week. Um, in fact, let me just preview that real quickly. The second one, which is next week, we'll look at the Spirit of God speaking to us. And this is where God speaks to your heart. God speaks to nudges prompts you, still small voice, all of those kinds of pieces of what that's like. And I'm going to give you kind of fair warning right up front here. Um, when it comes to this, uh, Dallas Willard says that when we deal with the practice of hearing from God when, as individuals, um, we have entered what he calls a spiritual and intellectual hard hat area. <laughs> Anybody get what he means by that? A spiritual and intellectual hard hat area. He's, he's saying that this is an area that can be fraught with danger. And I'm going to add with weirdness. Anybody ever had weirdness when it comes to people, you know, God told me this, right? Um, it gets a little dicey. I mean, it's not so dicey, not as dicey with the word of God. When we hear from God through the word of God, it's way easier to get clarity because it's right there in the book, right there in black and white or red. I mean, it's right... <laughs> It's right there. But when we move from that and go, hey, I do want to know what God would say, and we want to hear from the Spirit of God speaking to us, when I open that door, um, sometimes we see all kinds of crazy-sounding stuff uh, get introduced into that. And so when it comes to what we're going to start talking about next week, these other areas of hearing God speak, especially when God speaks in our heart through his Spirit, it's hard-hat territory. Um, and the reason... It's not a surprise probably to some of you. Um, the reason is because there's a lot of hurt or abuse that's taken name, place in the name of God told me this, right? And so sadly what happens, and understandably what happens, see people say, God told me this, and there's so much abuse and hurt that people run from anyone that say that, including I've done that. I've run from people. That's kind of my first flush, my first instinct. God told me this. I like, I'm ready to run because I've seen it abused. want to shut it down. But here's what I've learned from going, I'm not going to be anywhere in any, any of that territory. When we do that, when we say, okay, I'm, God only speaks through the Bible. That's all I'm going to look. I'm sticking to that. The problem is when we do that, and I've done that, we miss out on this intimate, close, personal relationship that God intends and offers and invites us into. Because there's no communication on a personal level. It's some other things which are good, but uh, we're kind of stopped at a certain place when God offers us so much more. So next week I want to talk about that, and it's a really important element of all of our spiritual journeys, no matter where you are with God. And I do hope, especially if you're somebody who's been burned by people who say they heard God speak to them, 
and I'm going to address that kind of stuff as abuse. But I hope that, especially if you get nervous when people talk about this, I hope that you'll be with us because I think, I think there's some good stuff that might be helpful, might even lead to some freedom and healing for some of us in that arena. So, um, worship team, as you come, um, I want to wrap up with two quick things. A thought and an invitation. Here's the thought. Um, the thought is this. I want to remind us that hearing from God is not reserved for super spiritual people. It's not just for the elite. Any of us can have this. Any of us. God offers it to any of us. I mean, I just think of myself. I'm like, you guys, I'm a total goof. I frequently fail. I get angry and cynical and crabby. I struggle with a whole host of junk. And so if God speaks to me, it's evidence that God will speak to anyone. <laughs> so hopefully that's encouraging. That's the thoughts. God offers it to all of us. And here's the invitation. Simple invitation is this. Will you open yourself to hearing from God? Will you open yourself even to just these three categories we're going to look at in the coming days, weeks? Will you open yourself to beginning to hear from God in your day-to-day -day routine? And if you're already somebody that hears from God in these ways, will you open yourself and ask God to bring you even more depth in learning to hear God speak through the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God? See, friends, wherever you're at on your walk with God, listen, there is more. There's more available. God wants to meet with you, to be close to you, to do life with you, to speak to you. And, and I want to encourage uh, you to just enter in to this life that he offers us. It's not a should. It's not a you have to. It's a, No, no, no. It's an invitation. It's an offer. God's not wanting you to strive or trying to earn or attain something. This is an invitation that he makes to every one of us because ordinary human beings like you and me, we can walk with God. We can hear God's voice and we can have this intimate connection with the God of the universe. That's what's available. And so how will we say yes to his invitation today? Will you stand with me as we pray and then sing? God, thank you that you do, do still speak to us today, that you, you want a relationship with us. And I pray that despite the fear or the unknown or maybe the ways we've seen it not done well, I pray that we would lean into trusting you and being willing to hear from you different ways than maybe we've been accustomed to. We do thank you for your word and the reliability there and the faithfulness of your word and we're so grateful for that and, and now we want to ask you for more. And maybe even God you're speaking some specific things to some of us even through the words in the song we're about to sing. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear make room for you, God. We open ourselves to you, and we want to hear what it is that you are speaking to us today.